Welcome, pool guys and gals, to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast, where your host, Lauren Broom, will take a splash into many topics in the pool industry to educate all aquatic professionals. Listen in, and you just might be surprised what you'll learn. So let's jump right in. Welcome, everybody, today to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. And on episode 40, I got to interview Vito Mariano, owner of Base Creek. And we talked about waterproofing, concrete pools, and all kinds of things. He's such an expert on this. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. And I wanted to say thank you to our awesome podcast sponsors in this episode, which is Skimmer and Blu-ray Excel. Please check them out. And thank you for being a sponsor of the Let's Talk About Pools podcast and continuing, continuing education to the pool industry. So let's jump right in, guys. Hey, everybody. Um, in this episode, too, I wanted to introduce the Hurricane Ian Relief Fundraiser that's sponsored by Vito Mariano with his company, Base Creek, and Danilo Benaza with Art and Mosaics. He does the most beautiful mosaics. You've got to check out his website, too. But if you go to basecreekcares.com, you can uh, click there and donate to help out our pool professionals down in Southwest Florida that were impacted by Hurricane Ian. Um, so if you go to basecretecares.com, you should be able to find that relief fundraiser. And let's go ahead and help our industry. They had houses damaged, businesses damaged, and they're helping other people down there as well. So let's help them out so that they can recover as quickly as possible. And for every CPO student right now, uh, going to a CPO class, Space Coast Pool School is donating a certain amount to this relief fundraiser as well. So join me and Space Coast Pool School in that initiative. Enjoy the episode, guys. This is Skimmer, software for the modern pool professional. What can you do with Skimmer? See all your customers on a map? Build service routes quickly and let Skimmer optimize them for you. Access customer information, including contact details and full service history, anytime and anywhere. Customize work orders to track jobs like repairs and filter cleanings. Email your customers when you complete a service. You can include service details and on-site photos. Does your customer need a part? Add it to the shopping list and track it from purchase to installation. Skimmer will even remind you what parts you need for the day, and you can mark them as installed right when you're finished. Skimmer doesn't just store your service history. It helps you get paid. We integrate with QuickBooks Online for fast, easy invoicing. And we've got more billing options coming soon. All that's just the beginning. Go to GetSkimmer.com to watch our demo video, check out our online tutorials, and see if Skimmer is right for you. Welcome, everybody, today to the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. And on my episode today, I have Vito Mariano, owner and CEO of Base Crete Technologies. Welcome today, Vito. How are you? I'm good, Lauren. How are you this morning? I'm awesome. So I was very excited to have you on. Other than you're one of my uh, awesome podcast sponsors, and I appreciate that so much for helping to educate our listeners in the pool industry uh, through the podcast. And so I wanted to thank you for that, uh, Vito. Yeah, my pleasure as well. Thanks. So tell tell the listeners a little bit about 
uh, Base Creek Technologies, yourself, how long, you know, background about yourself, how long you've been in the industry, your, your, your extensive background, because you got an awesome background. Well, that is for sure. You know, it, it goes back many years now. I'm 63 years old and the company, as I'm trying to step back, the company keeps growing. So I have wonderful staff that definitely helps me um, keep everything in check and in gear moving forward. Our business basically almost doubles every year since we started, believe it or not. And I'm grateful for that. My background goes all the way back to I was a, before I was a teenager, working with my father's construction company. Um, you know, it was tough work. It was hard work and under crazy conditions. Otherwise, and um, my father being a typical European, it was always about worth ethics. Get up five o'clock, have your first shots of espresso, 12 years old. It, I was already hyper before I even got to the truck. And that's how it started for me. And then um, having to uh, uh, figure out what I want to do for a living, uh, I got a scholarship for music. And my father said, well, that's nice, but you're not going to be a musician. And if you do, first, you got to learn a trade. I learned the trade. I spent five years under my apprenticeship under my father. And I learned the trade. It was always in the masonry, uh, concrete industry. So my dad had a fairly large company. And um, I guess the unions kind of wiped them out at the same time. So he went back to being kind of a hardworking guy for the rest of his life with amazing worth ethics. And I picked that up from him. Uh, went to school at night, uh, got married, had kids, and I wanted to uh, come up with different compositions for concrete. For some reason, it was in my head about building bridges. I never started to build bridges. That never worked out. But I learned an awful lot about concrete. And by 1996, I had six patents already. And um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I've had so much fun with it. I really have. Um, I get a little bit burnt out at my age now, but this still, when I have my time off, I get in my little lab and with, I really, truly, I, have, I light a cigar um, and, and a bottle of wine. Um, I look like a gangster in there with my, with <laughs> my, my clothing. And I work on different things I can I come up with with concrete. I've got some really good stuff. Actually, I've got some good stuff uh, into four different laboratories for testing. The new thing for me is the new ICF industry. Um, I've got the only specification that's been put out in the industry for ICF, which is working out really good. Um, due to the fact that swimming pools and contractors have been so busy over the last couple of years um, that the workmanship and having to get these workers trained properly is uh, becoming less and less and less. And when that happens, there's innovative people uh, like myself that try to come up with a new concept. And I've been working with a few different ICF manufacturing companies to come up with uh, uh, swimming pools that are built out of ICF. Um, it's working out really good. Tell uh, our listeners what ICF is. It's insulated, yeah, insulated concrete foam. So it's a two inch expanded polystyrene and eight inches away is another two inch expanded polystyrene. So the R value is unique. It's great. Inside, it's filled up with steel and concrete. It's now acting as a form for concrete, not just concrete. It's basements, uh, walls. Right now, it's approved up to 10 stories. So what now what we're doing is in order to put the finishes on the ICF, we're using base creep as a flexible waterproofing cement tissues membrane to make it more solid so you can actually put plaster, you can paint it over, you can put violet, or you can tile them. I've done about 20 of them so far with really good results. And I think we're going to be ready to go on the market in about three months. 
Wow. That's yeah. exciting. Any other new things? Any other new things coming out with Base Crate? Yeah, we're, uh, I've got uh, my on deck, which is my new uh, waterproofing decking system. Uh, they're looking at changing the mandate for uh, starting with hopefully the state of Florida, where all suspended decks and pools have to be waterproof. Um, I kind of predicted that about eight years ago, and I think it's about time that that's going to take place. Um, and our expansion is uh, now in Europe and the Caribbean. We have distributors in 23 countries. Uh, we're now blending in France. So we're blending in Italy, and I'm hoping uh, by the end of March uh, in Lisbon, uh, Portugal, we'll have a blending facility there as well. Wow, yeah. that, that's exciting. Yeah. You're yeah. all over the world. Yeah, as I mean, I'm preparing for retirement, as you can see, I don't think it's going to happen for a long time. They'll just find me stiff in my office one day, but that's the day it's <laughs> over. You're going to work until you're a stiff in the office, you're saying? I'm going to work till I'm a stiff in the office. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, we have, you know, my kids are all adults. I've only got two of them involved in the business, and they're, they're, they're wonderful. They really are. They work so hard, and they really take care of me. You know, it's like the other day I walked in the office. They just looked at me and said, well, what are you doing here? I go, home. what do you mean, what am I doing? Well, you should go home, take the day off. I go, okay. So I worked from home is what I did. So, <laughs> it's, Family's an important thing to you. I know that we've spoken before and that's, I mean, it, it zooms in your business that way as well and how you relate with people and your customers, I think. So that, yeah. that's a wonderful quality that you have. Well, thanks, Lauren. I think it's all, all about energy. I have a lot, definitely have a lot of energy. And that helps to wake up in the morning at 5.30. And I have my quiet, what I call my quiet time, which is from 5.30 to 6.30. And my dog joins me in the morning. And I go through my emails that usually come in from overseas. I have, uh, by 6.30, I've got at least eight espressos into me. <laughs> so I still have it in me now. I'm still, as you can see, I'm talking very fast. It's wearing down. So let's talk to tell our listeners um, it, they're new to waterproofing, you know, concrete pools and that kind of thing. Let's just kind of talk about what you have to offer um, and their understanding of waterproofing concrete, you know, when it comes to swimming pools and that kind of thing, kind of the basics. Well, well this basis uh, rules that I've always implied uh, of why, first of all, concrete has to be waterproof you're always trying to find a way for the steel to be protected um the worst thing for concrete is water itself uh the worst thing for concrete with iron and and, and rebar is water itself um you're not going to be able to prevent it because uh, it's always going to be exposed to thermal it's going to be exposed to moisture uh changing temperatures and uh, we want to be able to prevent rust or moisture to hit the surface and pools and I keep saying they've changed so much in the last 10, 15 years where, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, the pools were typically all the same. They were just basically looked at as a swimming pool. Now they're so elaborate, you know, computerized. Um, they're glass. There are all these beautiful different colors of plaster. You want to be able to protect those surfaces because, um, you know, the beauty of the pool is what you're looking at the majority of the time. Uh, so the basic structure is concrete and steel. Uh, that has its own little, uh, that's its own little beast that we deal with all the time. Um, it's like buying a Rolls Royce uh, with a really, uh, with not uh, putting a good prime underneath the paint. Um, it can show up very quickly on your surface. And that's what you're looking at most of the time. Well, and so our, our goal is always to be able to 
extend that beauty in that swimming pool. That's really important. And water's the damage to mo mostly all of it. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Awesome. Yeah. And let's talk about some of the new standards and that kind of thing for elevated pools or suspended pools that we're seeing. Yeah. Well, you know, the, because of the disaster that happened in South Florida um, a, a year ago, um, there's been a lot of changes and uh, there's been a lot of uh, uh, conversations and, and buzzing uh, behind the scenes with engineers, architects um, and, and, and lawyers uh, there's a lot of lawsuits that are going to be flying around because of what is happening, what's taking place. And uh, concrete has to be protected for, for a lot of reasons. And, and that's what our specialty is, is the waterproof concrete. Um, so the changes that are coming is the fact that um, waterproofing swimming pools and decks are uh, very important to the longevity of the buildings and the structures themselves. Uh, and you know, that's why we're busy. We're very busy here doing that. And I, and I work with a lot of engineers all day, every day. It's what I do. It's really kind of my specialty. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of training with engineers and they call me for advice a lot. Um, you know, and we don't expect them to know everything. I might have been in this business for 40 something years. So I, you know, I've seen it all. And I don't mind. I love giving the advice and love talking to engineers about them because we have to find out where we need to be specifying certain materials and uh, change the specs or put certain specifications together for the industry, which truly makes it better for all of us. We don't want a disaster like we saw in South Florida, which was a real, was a shame. Yeah. Now you were on a standard uh, committee with PHTA, which is Pool and Hot Tub Alliance, PHTA yes. 10 standard. And uh, yes. that, what was that specifically on? And that was before the that collapse was, of the condo that happened in June of 2021, yeah, where it's expected that maybe it was, but the, it's no confirmation. We're not going to say we've confirmed that or not. No, I'm but not going to say. Yeah. Tell, I us have a my, little, tell us a little bit about that standard uh, committee that you were on and what you guys um, kind of came up with on that. Yeah. So what we came up with, so the stand was basically for suspended pools. Um, so the, that whole standard was to look at what we needed to do in order to change the standard to make it mandatory on suspended pools. Um, you know, you had suspended pools that are just constant flexing and moving. Um, you know, some engineers uh, know how to put those specifications together. Um, they're going to move no matter what, what happens. We want to be able to put a membrane on there that is flexible and very adhesive. We don't want to crack and then there's water leakage out of that pool. Um, so uh, the mandate was to make, make those changes. So decks and waterproofing pools are properly waterproof. Um, and there's different degrees. There's different variations of waterproofing. Um, you know, if you put enough pressure through a pane of glass, you're going to get water go through it. Um, if you go all the way down the opposite way to a cinder block, um, you're going to be able to, at much less pressure, 
get water to, to, to penetrate it. So we decide as long as, the, as long as it's 0.01 in percentage wise of permeability, then we would consider that as the, a, a good waterproofing membrane. From that, less were ideal. Um, I was only brought on because of my expertise and my background in the, in the suspended pool industry, waterproofing. I can't even tell you how many we've done. I, I guarantee we've done the majority of them and still do. With the standard, what, explain a little bit. They talk about pods and that kind of thing in the standard. What is that about? Well, the pods are, in cases of disaster inside the vessel itself, there's a containment vessel underneath it, which is called a pod. Uh, there's other uh, uh, names and uh, different words that are used for it, but it's a pod. It's a pool within the swimming pool. So if there is a, a, a major crack, you want to be able to have a containment area that water uh, 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 leaks into. With the drainage system going outside of the building, in most cases, it usually goes down like a uh, like your typical water uh, uh, extension where water needs to leave the building. Um, whether it's sewage or into a drain, another drainage tank. I was in Toronto last year and I worked on this 40,000 gallon containment tank um, that had a filtration system because of chlorine, believe it or not, uh, it had to go through a, a, a secondary filtration tank for the chlorine to go into the sewage system. It was a 40,000 gallon containment uh, tank. I went in, wow. uh, did some training with... Uh, with MultiSeal, which is a very large uh, company in, uh, in Toronto, Canada, which is a lot of fun because it was only four feet high and I'm six foot one. You know? I'm still walking like I'm, I'm sore. So it was, <laughs> it was fun. It was, it's good. So I love being on site with the contractors. That's my favorite thing to do. So with the, that standard that you guys worked on, when you compare like looking at local building codes across the country, do they really cover you know containment you know the pod type deal or proper waterproofing of suspended elevated pools or is this going to be something across the country that's vastly going to have to be added to building codes for well, public and uh, private pools well there's a, and that's a good point uh, lauren there's some variations of uh, pods you know some pools don't have pods they just sit there and suspend and they're held up by beams and and posts and they leak I always think it's a secondary, as a precaution, they should have a pod. Um, in case there is a disaster, I mean, these pools, um, you know, they can go 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 stories up. The higher these pools go, the more they're going to deflect, the more movement they have. Um, it's like it's like this, it's like this theory here. At the bottom, you see little movement. As it goes higher, you get more movement. Um, they should have uh, uh, containment, just in case there's a crack or a disaster. Or pipe even blows, you know. What can existing pools that have already been built uh, do to better themselves um, if they're a suspended elevated pool? Yeah, what's well, it's impossible to build a pod now, um, but that would be very expensive. The pools that are existing without pods would be very uh, expensive. Um, so you waterproof them, make sure they're waterproof properly. Using something like one of your Pro, your product yeah base creek i mean yeah. it's yeah. the market <laughs> it's the best on the market because of its adhesion and flexibility and it is cement based i mean if you really want to waterproof a swimming pool the best way is to put uh, polyurea rubberized uh material in it a vinyl liner um you have so much more flex in the material they just they're not very appealing to look at 
Um, the Cadillac of the pool industry is a concrete vessel with piles of concrete, uh, with plaster. And that's ideal. You know, again, so, it's going back to having a Rolls Royce, Royce with a really inexpensive paint job. It's just, you know, or don't paint it at all and let it rust. You know? if, so if we have an existing, let's say, public swimming pool, it's an elevated pool. It's the, you know, older Nope, not going to be able to put a pot in, but they want to use base crete, you know, to waterproof and yeah. they, they got to resurface their pool anyway. So they're going to be taking care of all this. They're going to waterproof it now at this point with your product. Can the, uh, you know, they love their pebble tech, you know, like the gem, gem coats and stuff like that. Can that be applied over your base crete material yes. so yeah. that yeah. they can get their same look back? So you're the base crete would be underneath that and then they would apply their their gem coat above that yeah and the, the other thing about uh that's so unique about us is if you were to compare us to a bond coat for plaster um the other thing that's very important first let me, i'll add this first so when you're building a pool that is usually suspended that are above one or two stories and up they're usually built in place with forms so the walls are separate from the floor, unless it's a gunite, which is rare in the suspended pool, um, where it's monolithic. Uh, it, waterproofing them are a lot easier than you have the different than you have the poured place concrete where you have the different transitions. So proper waterproofing techniques is very important because the where the wall meets the floor, there's always a separation. They move at two different intervals. So we teach people how to how to how to properly waterproof these pools, and uh, you know we have thirty nine. Uh, reps out in the country that travel and certified contractors all every day, uh, which is no cost to anybody. Uh, we take the time to do that because we find that's really important. Proper waterproof techniques is really, really important. Um, so the bonding material, um, you can bond it to these poured in place concrete because plaster will not stick with smooth surfaces. So we recommend a minimum concrete surface profile, which is CSP minimum of uh, seven to eight you want a really rough so you can get a nice teeth for the plaster or um you know if you want your do your tile pool you want to create a nice surface for the thin set uh to be applied to uh, the rougher the surface the better the bonding um and as we all know a plaster likes to hydrate really really fast and you want to be able to keep it intact as it's hydrating so it has some a nice teeth biting into it um so our adhesion rate uh, is so superior from what is a, a standard of other material in the industry that typical bond coats is about 2,500 to 3,000 PSI. We're at close to 7,000. Our adhesion rate is 1,765. It's huge. Our standard pull rate, that means if you want to pull plaster off of substrate, uh, and when you're pulling it off of uh, base street, we're up to 350 pounds per square inch, which is phenomenal. For for uh, so that bonding thing is so important. We want to be able to bond it, which is very important. You know, there is a opposition out there with pool plaster manufacturing companies that they want to say, well, we want to put our plaster on um, on top of our own bond coat on top of base street. I'm thinking, well, base street's the only waterproofing bond coat on the market. Why would you want to do that when our bonding material and flexibility is so much more superior? And, uh, you know, we do a lot of them. Basically, right now, is averaging over 1,000 pools a month waterproofing in our swimming pool division. That's phenomenal. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we're happy. We're busy. We're and, you're busy all all over the, and you're busy all over the world. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're starting to dominate in Europe with that industry, which is really fun because we get to go to Europe and we get to have fun there. So you, men just- you mentioned a little bit earlier about you have representatives around the country that can train pool contractors and pool builders. So let's elaborate a little bit more on that since I love training and this is training for proper waterproofing. So just give them a little bit more information, how they would, if they wanted to reach out after listening to this podcast episode, how would they find out about reaching one of those representatives and getting training because they're interested? Well, and we get those calls every day. Um, So you go to info at basecreekusa.com. Um, you send a letter, this is who you are, this is what you want to do. We start off by sending them information and videos. And then we offer that, where are you? We'll have most likely have a rep in that area. And uh, in the beginning, I was virtually getting them. Um, I was traveling all over the country, being the guy uh, that would get dirty on sites. And, and, and I do it all the time. Actually, I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm doing it on Thursday. I'm driving to uh, Jacksonville. I mean, anything to get me out of the office. I just I love it. <laughs> um, I get down, I get dirty with the guys. I mean, I'm a good applicator. I've trained thousands of contractors in my 47 years. Um, we find out where they are and we say, listen, we have a rep. Would you like to have one of our reps in the hole with you? Um, and actually get inside the vessel. And we, 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 they all say yes. They all love it. And then we send them a certificate uh, once we know that they're comfortable and we're comfortable having them. It's free. And why not take it? And eliminates a lot of complaints because even though Bay Street's an amazing product with a lot of discrepancies it can go through, um, there can still be issues like people putting it on too thin, uh, applying the second coat too early, uh, it's freezing, it's uh, way too hot and never flashing. So there's some, there's some good rules to what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Awesome. Just it, it's an awesome uh, t- uh, product. I'm glad to have had you on the podcast today. Vito, um, I, I wanted people to hear more about waterproofing, elevated suspended pools. You're like the guy in the pool industry. I know that oh, that's like nice. the most it's about concrete and waterproofing than anybody else. So in my veins, one of these days I'll have to explain to you how the pyramids were built because I have a theory for that. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Vito, and you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Lauren. What a pleasure. Have a wonderful day yourself. Thank you. Thanks for diving in today with the Let's Talk About Pools podcast. Be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, and feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so more aquatic professionals like you can learn about the show. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Let's Talk About Pools podcast.